Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our home. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Dave. I'm one of the elders at All Nations Church here in Cardiff, and uh, it's great to be with you. Thank you for being with us, and the Word of God is going to bless you today. These are the greatest days to be alive. Now, immediately, I know what you're thinking. That is a statement seemingly at odds with everything that the news is telling us, that the internet is telling us. But for believers in Jesus Christ, we don't live by what the world tells us or by what we see in the world. We live by what God says and we see from God's perspective. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 talks about, that we don't live by sight. We actually live by faith. That's how we walk. And Romans 1 says something similar for us, the righteous. It says that the righteous will live by faith. That's why these are the greatest days to be alive. There's never been a day like this. We have never been closer to the return of Jesus Christ. And speaking of Jesus Christ, I've just been doing some wonderful studies just about him, thinking about him today uh, for, for, this, for this week. Uh, Jesus Christ, Hebrews 6 tells us, is an anchor for us. He is a secure anchor. You know, uh, Psalm 18 tells us that uh, God is a solid rock on which we can stand. Matthew 7 tells us that if we'll follow God's uh, word for Jesus' example and put them into practice, he becomes a firm foundation on which we can build. And Ephesians 2 tells us that Jesus Christ has become a cornerstone for us. And my favorite chapter in all of scripture, I think, Colossians chapter 1, tells us that not only did God create everything through Jesus Christ, but that actually Jesus Christ is sustaining everything. He's holding everything together for us. These are great days to be alive. They're days where we can have hope. Earlier this week, I had to go and do the shopping. I went to Asda, our supermarket uh, of choice in a pandemic, and I had to queue for 45 minutes to get in. Um, but the sun was shining, and I was remembering what we've been learning about at All Nations Church, about the importance of singing and the importance of going on being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I just began just to sing to the Lord and uh, had a great time. When I finally got in to the shop, the singing continued, but I wasn't singing some of our praise and worship favorites. Uh, no, as does uh, uh, whack me on the side of the head with a great big 80s mega mix and the Wham! classic Freedom, not to be confused, by the way, with the George Michael solo version of the same name, came over the tannoy. And it's just such a great tune. I just started singing along. And I'm going down the aisles, scanning and shopping, and uh, I'm just singing. Uh, and I was just very happy and chirpy. Had a few moves. I'm not going to lie to you. I've got some moves in the supermarket. When uh, a gentleman um, just called me, I said, oh, you're cheerful, considering everything that's going on. I said, sir, got every reason to be cheerful. The sun is shining. I've got uh, my health I've got uh, clothes on my back, food on my table, and above all everything else, uh, sir, um, I have hope today because I know Jesus. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And so we got talking in the bread aisle and um, uh, a bit of back and forth. And finally, he asked me this question. He said, well, tell me this. How can you believe in a God that you cannot see? I said, that's a fair question. But can I ask you a question, sir? Why are you so afraid of a virus that you can't see? Said, oh, that's easy because it's affected my entire life. It's changed everything. And I just see the effect it's having on the world around me. It's affecting every area of my life. I said, well, sir, my answer would be very similar to that of why I believe in a God that I can't see. I've known the power 
of Jesus Christ in every area of my life. He's affected me in every area of my life, from uh, my health to my finances, to providing me jobs, to uh, key relationships in my life. Jesus Christ has, uh, the power of Jesus has made it known in every area of my life. And above all that, sir, I've known the power of Jesus Christ in forgiveness and in his gift of salvation. And we talked some more. I told him about All Nations Church being online and how he could tune in. So, sir, if you're out there, welcome. Uh, and then he took a, a swift exit down the pet food aisle while I took a sneaky right down home baking. But I went on my way thinking, Lord, I, that, that's true. I've got every reason to smile. I've got every reason to have hope in my heart because I am one of those like you that live by faith in Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ lives. I can, like the great hymn uh, tells us, I can have faith for today, bright hope for tomorrow, blessings all mine with ten thousands beside. These are days of hope for us. Maybe uh, like me and like Zoe, we've been watching or listening to the daily briefings from the government. I'd encourage you to do so. It's good to know what's going on. If for no other reason that we can pray into it and we can pray with a little bit more certainty and clarity. But... They use certain phrases following the science. We don't know. Um, these are uncertain times. And every time I hear that particular phrase, the Holy Spirit keeps telling me they may be uncertain times for the world, but for the believers, that's not the case. These are days where we can be very certain of God's word. We can be certain of it. Um, if God has said something, friends, we can be 100% confident and certain that it will come to pass. If the Lord has said it, he'll do it. Faith is very much agreeing, believing in God, believing in who he says he is and believing what he says he will do. I've put my faith in Jesus Christ and I'm encouraged by the scriptures. Numbers 23, for example, tells me that God is not a man that he would lie or such a man that he would change his mind. And I'm sure you know this scripture in Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that just as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven waters the earth and produces a great harvest it's exactly the same with the word of God his word comes out it waters and it will produce what it was sent to do it will accomplish it will not return to him void that gives us great hope because if God has said it I can believe it and that settles it even if a circumstance seems to push against the word of God. The word comes along with certainty and pushes it back. There's only ever one winner when circumstance and God's word meet. God's word wins every time. And some people might say these are uncertain times. I want you to know we can be certain of God's word. He says to us in Isaiah 40 that the grass withers, sure, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. In Psalm 138, I think it's verse 2, he tells us that uh, out of everything else, above everything else, God has exalted his name and his word. These are days of hope for believers. And I'll say it again, though the world sees uncertain times, the truth of God remains certain. Truth like this one. Have a look in your Bibles, please, to Romans 8, verse 28. Let's look at a, a truth that we can be absolutely certain of today. Romans 8 verse 28 says this, And we know that in all things 
God works together everything for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Now, that's not a throwaway, oh, you know, quesera, quesera type of statement. That's not, oh, yeah, God will make something good out of a bad situation. Yeah, God will work something out. My friends, that's not what the word of God is saying. It says he's working everything out. He's working everything together for the good of those who love him. Now, not for one moment do I believe that God sent COVID-19, that he's not behind this pandemic, but he will use it and he will work everything together, as the word says in Romans 8, for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So let's put that promise to work in our lives right now. Let me ask you two questions. Do you love Jesus Christ? Do you believe you are called according to his purpose? Now, some of you hesitated there, so let me help you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says that we are, you are, his workmanship. The New Living Translation says you're his masterpiece and you have been created for good works in Christ Jesus that he prepared in advance for you to do. In other words, you have been created for purpose. So let's bring ourselves back to Romans 8. He'll work everything together for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. That's why we can have hope today, friends, that the world sees uncertain times. But I can look to the word of God and find truths which are certain. And these are days for declaring God's word, for reading them out loud, for putting our faith in Jesus Christ and what he said. Faith builds us up. Fear is a liar that only wants to hold us down, only wants to bind us and drown us. But faith in Jesus Christ helps us see things from his perspective and see things how they really are. These are days for faith and not fear. These are days to put our hope in God and not for hopelessness. And how does faith come? The word of God tells us. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then James chapter 1 tells us that we're not just to be hearers of that, but our faith should be put into action. That we shouldn't just be hearers, but we should be doers of the word. Now, some of you immediately are thinking what I'm thinking. Dave, uh, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Exactly how am I supposed to put the word of God into action? Well, that's a simple question to answer. The first thing that we can all do to do God's word is this. Believe it. Agree with it. Confess it. Declare it. Proclaim it. Pray into it prophesy it. I'm running out of fingers. You see, we can put God's word into action just by agreeing with it and speaking it out. See, when I agree with God, I put my faith in God. I put my faith in what he says. And then every decision, every action I make subsequent to that, that's in line with what God has said, becomes an action, a decision of faith. In uncertain times, we have the privilege of knowing God's word and agreeing with it and putting it into action. As an example of that in the scriptures, I was reading this week the story of King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. Uh, Jehoshaphat is a, a great king, but he's warned there's a vast army coming. He gets uh, uh, news one day, uh, the Ammonites are coming, the Moabites are coming, the Mayanites are coming, the Stalakites, the, the Megabites, the Gigabites, the Terabites. If it's an Ite, Jehoshaphat, it's coming, a vast army. So Jehoshaphat does the thing that we should all should do when we find ourselves under a bit of pressure, and he inquires 
of the Lord. And verse 15 tells us, uh, Jehoshaphat, don't be discouraged. I'm with you, says the Lord. And then in verse 17, there comes some more detailed instruction. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Now, that seems a little contradictory the first time you read it. Uh, I'm going to fight for you. You won't have to fight. <sighs> Phew. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. But you're still going to have to go out and face them. What? Yeah, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to be with you. But you still got to take up your positions. You know, friends, God fights for us. God goes ahead of us. He backs us up. He walks alongside us. He fights for us. But we have to take up our positions. We have to put our faith into action. And Jehoshaphat has to make a decision in an uncertain time. Does he believe the word of God is a truth he can be certain of? Well, praise God, Jehoshaphat believes God and he begins to put things into practice. And he makes preparations to go out and face the enemy. And as a sign of his faith in what God has said and as an offering to his God, he goes out to meet the enemy, but he doesn't send out the infantry or the cavalry or the archers. He sends out, he appoints singers to go to the head of the army. And as the singers begin to sing, and as the singers begin to praise God, it says the Lord sets ambushes for the enemy. And God sweeps in and completely annihilates the enemy. Why? Because God had said, the battle was not yours, Jehoshaphat, the battle's mine. I'll be with you and I'll fight for you. Put your faith into action. It was an uncertain time for Jehoshaphat. But he stood on the certainty of what God had said. Remember, if God makes a promise, there's not one circumstance that can derail what God has said. If God has said it, he will do it. Any circumstance opposed to the word of God will fail. And as I was thinking on this, these scriptures, God reminded me of a, a time in my life and an example where I saw this work in my own life. When I was uh, at Covenant College back in 2001, I lived in a, a, a village in the south of Leicestershire and it was late after life group and we had stayed around talking and it was near midnight so it was time to go. Um, and so I got back to my car, I put my bag on the seat next to me and I put my guitar where I always put my guitar because it didn't fit in the boot. I put my guitar right behind the two front seats wedged between the front seats and the back seats. Now. And the other reason I did that was because this guitar was very precious to me. It meant a lot to me. Um, I remember buying it. I bought it from a shop on Mary Street in Cardiff called Gamlin's. And as I walked out of the shop with my guitar case, I heard the voice of God say this to me. He said, Dave, with this guitar, you'll travel abroad and you'll serve me in worship and song. And I cherished that word. I took it to heart and um, I believed it. I put my faith in it. Anyway, fast forward. And now I'm driving home from Life Group with the guitar behind me when suddenly every light on my dashboard came up, it got lit up like a Christmas tree. My car seized, smoke began to come out the side of the, uh, of, of the bonnet and I managed to, to steer uh, and come to a rest just on the, the side of the road. By this time it was about midnight and uh, I, I was worried as I looked out the front of my window onto the bonnet, I saw all the paint on my bonnet suddenly blister in front of me. And I began to uh, see more smoke coming out the side. So I did the sensible thing and I got out of the car 
uh, I did the stupid thing then, and I looked under the car, and I saw flames licking out from underneath. And at that point, I had a bit of a mental blank as to what to do, so I called my dad and woke him up and said, Dad, I don't want you to be alarmed. My car's on fire. Uh, what do I do? This is not something they taught me in driving school. Um, and Dad said very calmly, son, get away from the vehicle and then get away from the vehicle and get away from the vehicle and then you'll need to call the police and you'll need to call the fire brigade and you'll need to call the recovery people as well. So I called the police and they sent someone out and I called the fire engine and uh, they were on their way and then I sent called the recovery people and I, I, I kid you not, uh, I was on hold to the recovery people and whilst looking at a now uh, car that was on flame, uh, on fire, with flames getting quite high. I was listening to the hold music, which was first Aretha Franklin, Rescue Me, and then the Tramps disco classic, Disco Inferno, Burn Baby Burn. Sometimes, friends, you just have to smile. But as I watched the car, and as I was waiting for the police and the fire engine to arrive, I suddenly remembered my guitar was in the car, and I remembered the word of God that he'd given me. And at that point, I became very upset, not for the car, car's a car, but I got upset for the guitar because God had spoken to me about it. And there was nothing I could do, had that conflict, do I go back, do I try and get it? But no, I remembered my dad's words. And so whilst I was crying, I just said, Lord, you said. And that's all I could say. And the fire engine arrived about 10 minutes later, uh, put the fire out quite quickly and um, the police arrived and they took me to the, the car just to, to check it over and it was a mess. Uh, tires had burst, uh, the whole front, the engine compartment had completely burnt out, the dashboard, the steering wheel had all melted, the roof had gone, the front seats were just uh, charred and black, the frame, all the material had gone. Um, but then the policeman opened the back door, well, prized it open really, and said, huh, this your guitar? And I looked and I, I couldn't believe it. The fire had consumed the front half of the front seats and it had consumed most of the back seat. But nothing had touched the guitar case. Not, 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 not a little singe, not even the smell of smoke was on it. And I started laughing. The policeman said, son, this is no laughing matter. I said, no, I said, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the guitar. And I said, hallelujah. I said, Lord, thank you. And as clear as day, I heard God say to me, well, Dave, I told you, I said. Six months later, I found myself on a plane, flying to the United States of America for the best part of a year with my guitar with me. And I went out to serve the Lord. And one of those things was in music and in song. It was an uncertain time, but God's word proved true. God's word beats circumstance every time. The world says these are uncertain times, unknown data, unknown answers. We have a truth we can be certain of. Very quickly, just like to give you three more promises that as I've waited on God this week, that he's given me to share with you truths we can be certain of. We've already looked at one in Romans 8, 28, but I'd like to give you three more promises of God that in uncertain times we can declare with absolute confidence. The first one, it's Psalm 119, verse 68. It simply says this, My God, you are good, and everything you do is good. Teach me 
your ways. Friends, never lose sight of this wonderful truth. God is a good God and everything he does is good. Now the psalmist goes on and he says, now teach me your ways. These are times where we may uh, be isolated and cut off from one another, but God wants, us, uh, wants to teach us his goodness. That in uncertain times is a truth we can be certain of. He is good and everything he does is good. The second promise that God gave me to tell you is found in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. It simply says this, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, just as the waters cover the sea. Friends, in all that's going on, be assured of this. The plan and purpose of God is steadfast. It has not been derailed. God is settled and shaken on his throne. I've been blessed. Maybe you've seen them going for walks around where we live, seeing lots of rainbows in windows, lots of rainbows drawn in chalks on the floor. Uh, uh, God's recovering his rainbow as a sign of hope. And uh, when you read in Genesis chapter 9, God established the rainbow in the, in the sky as a sign of his covenant promise that never again would he destroy the earth by flood. He's never going to flood the earth, friends. But he has promised in Habakkuk 2.14 that he is going to fill it with his glory. He won't flood the earth, but he's told us he's going to fill it with his glory. And Mark 16.15, Matthew 28 tells us he is going to fill the, uh, the whole world with his gospel because we've been sent to the ends of the earth. He's not going to flood this earth, but he is going to fill it. He's not going to destroy it, but he's going to fill it with his glory. We can be confident of God's word. And finally, here's another promise you can be certain of in a worldly uncertain time. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, God says this, I am Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God Almighty, the one who is, the one who was, and the one who's coming again. Friends, in what the world says is an uncertain time. Here's a great truth we can be certain of. Jesus Christ is coming again. And he's not coming back for a snatch and grab. He's not coming on a rescue mission to grab the church just in the nick of time before a pandemic or a plague takes over the world. No, my friends, Jesus Christ is coming back for a great, beautiful and glorious bride without stain and without blemish. Jesus Christ is coming again. The world tells me these are uncertain times. The internet tells me, the news tells me, the journalists tell me, the politicians tell me these are uncertain times. But let's declare the word of God together and declare truths that we know to be certain, that we can be confident in. I want to encourage you this week, find promises of God and declare them. Declare truths that you can be certain of, that you can be sure of, Find that faith will rise in your heart. Hope will come as you declare the word of God. That as you say, the world says that, but God says this, and I'm putting my trust in what God says. As you meet, maybe uh, by Zoom or FaceTime or Skype, however it meet, pick up the phone, encourage one another, agree with one another that God is good and his word is true. Let faith arise in your heart, because while the world will continue to say these are uncertain times, we have hope, faith for today, bright hope for tomorrow. Why? Because God word, God's word is true and is true to be trusted. Bless you. Have a great day and I'll see you soon.